Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bourbon and Beignets. We're in... Um, Season four. Can you believe it? Season four. I cannot believe it. And we've been we've been out of pocket a little bit. Forgive us. Yes. Um, if you've missed us, we feel loved because you've missed us. Yeah. But um, Whitney's been in, as I call it, terrible Chattanooga, <laughs> um, being wildly successful. Um, but it's still in terrible Chattanooga, which yeah. is too far away from me. Too far, too far. Um, and I have been relocating my baby child, Georgia Lee Moore, to her internship in Lexington, Kentucky, that is paid, praise the Lord. Yes. Um, and, you know, to right where my kids are at that stage where we are keeping things in a storage mm-hmm. unit, we are labeling boxes, and wherever someone needs to go, we go to the storage unit, we try to pull out the right boxes. And so that really is what my summer has been, just lining up an apartment and furniture, and she has secured this super fun internship. Um, is it okay if I brag on her? Please do. Okay, brag. so Georgia Lee, PR major, um, graduated college in three years. And so we said, you are way too young to go be an adult. And we've given her about a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer because of COVID, to go build a resume. So she has lined up this internship at Keeneland. Yes. And if you are not a horse person or a Kentucky person, it may not mean much to you. But as she told someone, she said, you know, like Keeneland... And the Derby, it's like Disney for our family. It is. And so she's grown up going there. The first time she ever went to Keeneland, she was probably three years old. What? And I have pictures of her in a little dress that had, yes. they were matching dresses, and it had like stirrups. And um, Did she have a little fascinator? No. Like a baby fascinator? No, because fascinators weren't that big back then. Oh, man. Because, you know, she was three. So, okay. um, but she had a huge bow that could, like, influence the tides. Okay. But anyway. Nice. Yeah. Well, was, whenever baby snarting comes, I want a tiny fascinator. Oh, of course. Even if of it's course. a boy. We'll get him a top hat. Oh, we'll get him a little bow tie. Yeah. And a vest. There you go. All right. So, but you I'll know, hand him over to you. I just, Rakeem. so you know, um... <laughs> Whitney's going to have twins. It's going to be a, sure. girl, it's a girl girl, and a boy. Sharon, Sharon and I were texting about it today. I said, Y'all, I am not pregnant. Please don't be I, congratulating I, me on Facebook. I've sent another picture to her mom. Every time I see cute babies that I think it's what Whitney and Corbin's baby will look like, I take a picture of it and I send it to Sharon in New Orleans. And like today, I looked at the mom and I was like, don't think I'm creepy, but could I take a picture of your baby and send it to my friend? Yeah, she was tickled. <laughs> oh, so yeah. She I was like, well, that. sure. And I was like, oh, <laughs> look at her. She's blessing my heart. You know it. <laughs> she you was cute, it. though. So anyway, I I really spent the summer getting Georgia Lee settled. At, yep. And she's been at Keeneland now three days yep. and is loving life. And yep. that makes this mama heart happy. Yes. So yes. now I can get back and commit myself to the pod. Yeah, and, and I've been... <clears throat> In the trenches with COVID. Not, yes. I'm not, I don't have COVID. But, you know, hospitals are, are on the struggle bus right now. So uh, keep us in your prayers. Uh, but that's what I've been doing. 
all my time spent COVID. Last week was my first anniversary. I was gonna say, but we did. Yes, we, we got some good stuff. We celebrated, yeah, one year anniversary. We uh, did the Shawnee Wine Trail, and um, it was a lot of fun. I probably had a little bit too much fun, but um, my husband drove, so that is all I'll say. Yeah, well, um, and you know what I say, I love love. Yeah, it was great. We spent a good time together, and then um, we had brunch, and we had a couple dinners packed uh, in there, so we had a nice jam-packed weekend, um, well, anniversary weekend. And well, you know what I told my mom yesterday? We were with them, and Mike accidentally knocked my purse over, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it spilled, and and she was like, oh, Mike, you're in trouble. I said, I just spent 30 minutes cleaning that purse out. No big deal. I said, just remember, first 30 years of marriage are the hardest. <laughs> and, and we're at 29. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're celebrating one. Yes. I've been in it for 29. But, yes. it, but yes. it is all good. good. It is all deal. good. So happy anniversary, Thanks. Whitney Thanks. and Corbin. But that's really all we need to cover as that's far it. as um, catching up current events that's of it. our yeah. life. Yeah. Um, or our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always do Whitney's KOTD, her kicks yes. of the day. So yes. tell us a little bit about your your KOTD. So yeah, today's kicks, I got some um, of my platform old school vans. They're the black and white, the basics. Um, but I got them in platforms because I'm short and I like to feel taller. So I got that on today. I got my river shirt on. Um, our guest helped me dress today. So I love it. Big props to our guest today. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just got some old school vans, black and white um, basics. They're a little beat up, so they're a little dirty, but that's that's how you got to rock them. Well, and did you know, is it, is it Golden Goose sneakers that people buy to look beat up? What? You know what? I, I, I cannot even... fathom that concept. Like the whole concept of people beating up Air Force Ones like the white. We mm. call them in New Orleans, we call them G-Nikes. But in some places they call them uh, Fazos. They call them uh, Forces around here. But we call them G-Nikes. And it's like an abomination if they're not all white. And like now people are wearing them just to beat them up. And it's trash. Well, It's total trash. And I'm not buying a beat up. Like I I have trouble buying stuff with holes in it and like yeah. rips in it because I'm like I could do that myself. Like I could beat up shoes myself. But Well, I would like to say as far as your vans go, maybe yep. you are one of the influences um, on Mike Moore. You know, he... He's had some snazzy he's, sneakers he's the past few weeks. He's been sporting some new vans. Yes. And, you know, and he laughed because people... Ma- I was out of town when he wore his vans. Really? Yes. Oh, that's right. And, and people were making fun of him. Oh. And I was like, he wore vans the first go around exactly. in the 80s. Exactly. And so he styled himself that day. And he looked good. He was all coordinated. And he he's was. colorblind. So let's, you know... Let's, I understand. Let's know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Corbin's colorblind, Very, too. Yes. Um, but, you know, I was like, look at Pastor Mike wearing the blue checked vans hey. with his cute little fishing shirt. Hey, it was it was nice. He had a nice little nice, nice little deal going on. I was like, look at you. All yeah, right. That's yeah, so funny. Definitely. And I will say there usually there's a POTD pearls of the day. There are no pearls of the Sorry. day today because. Honestly, I was the setup crew for worship this morning, and I have um, a new T-shirt on that I got. Mm -hmm. If you know me, I wear T-shirts all the time that say something about love on them. Mm -hmm. And so this one says, show more love. Yes. I got it at a very expensive place called Target. Target. Yes, Target. Target, And um, And 
anyway, I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's what we try to do. We try to show more love. So yeah. I bought it and it was my work outfit today. For and it works because it show more Get love. Get it? I know. I Anything it. that yeah. is a play on my last name, I'm all about it. Yes. That's why my I blog is immeasurably more, more. like from scripture. Yes. But yeah, you saw what I did. I got, you. Did. I got you, girl. So anyway, so no POTD, but we're sure glad that Whitney came through with KOTD. And our season, if you're just now joining us, is this, our title, I guess, is Seven, Seven Questions. Questions. Seven Questions. Yep. And one of the reasons we're doing this is just to show you that people have more in common then they have differences. Mm-hmm. And we are just trying to, this season, we don't even know how long it's going to go. We're right. just, we may interview women until we run out of women that yeah, we want to interview. Exactly. And we're just going to interview every just woman around us that we know and love. And we're going to ask them seven questions. That's it. And it's the same seven questions That's of it. every woman. That's it. Yep. So do you want to... Well, yeah. it's weird because the first question, it's like it's hard to introduce our person. I know, I know. Well, I'll, I'll give a little teaser. So this person is like, first of all, a beautiful person inside and out. Um, and this person, we have a lot of fun together, whether that's at church, ministry house, whether that's with the kids, just hanging out. Um, and it is incredible when it comes to like your one-liners. Like... <laughs> When I tell you, like, this girl has got some great one-liners. Some zingers. Some zingers. Yes, some zingers. So I love it. Um, And always is such a joy to be around um, and has a wonderful presence. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. But you may have seen this person in some of our pics if you follow the Rivers. um, If you follow either me or Ginger. um, May have seen this person uh, before in some of our pictures, but I, the first question yes is name and age. So I will hand the mic over to our guest. Thank you. Uh, my name is Brittany Boren, and I am twenty nine. Great job answering that first question. She's Thanks. never been on a podcast before, but you sure couldn't tell it by the way she nailed that first answer. So good job, Brittany. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now we just want you to tell us, your next question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, that's pretty easy. I am first and foremost a child of God and a lover of Jesus Christ, a follower of his truth and light. I come from a very close-knit family who are all devoted to serving the Lord. My entire life was centered around the Lord and church growing up. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I kind of, growing up through church, I thought this was a normal for all human beings. Sadly, as I grew older and a little wiser, I knew <laughs> that this was not uh, the case for everyone, and some people weren't blessed with this opportunity. Ah. Uh, like to say I'm the proud Aunt B of the <laughs> cutest and sweetest little boy, Lincoln John, and the beautiful and gentle soul, Hunter Grace. They, they're, they're both really cute. Yes, they are. They are a big part of my world and something that I'm truly grateful that the Lord has blessed me with. And Hunter Grace, you know, Lincoln's little, mm-hmm. but Hunter Grace, she's, she's at a fun age, so she has a lot of words. She has yes. a lot of shares. Oh, yes, yeah, she's, she's very, very... Honest, no filter. She kind of reminds me of her aunt B at times. I mean, I'm, that's just who I am. That's that's actually my next uh, point. Um, I'm a very honest person, and for the most part, very outspoken. I'm not one to sugarcoat things. Um, I, that's I, fair. 
<laughs> I would say that is yeah. accurate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very. I try to be gentle with it, but, you know, sometimes it just, it's how it is. You got to be honest. And so, but um, I believe in telling the truth and um, doing it with respect and as nicely as possible. I stand firm in my faith, values, and morals, and you can't shake me on that. That's one thing growing up. I got a firm foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I, I don't move. I don't waver. I may rock back and forth, but I'm not going to move. All right. Um, my favorite thing to tell people is in the words of the beautiful Maggie Moore and a great <laughs> friend. She says, I'm like an onion. There are so many layers. Just ask me anything you want to know, and you'll be able to find out. A and, true and honest answer. And I will say that that is very accurate because sometimes after we've been with you, the girls and I will be talking about, don't you just love Brittany? Yes. Oh, I do. I yes. do. And then one of us go, did you know this about Brittany? Mm-hmm. Now, some of this stuff we would never tell on the air. No. But they'll look, did you know this about Brittany? I had no idea. And that's how Maggie's like, she's like an onion. You think you might have her figured out. But... There's always just a little bit more good underneath oh, each yeah. layer. We just keep finding more and more good things about Brittany. And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Fun and exciting. Fun and exciting. That is you. That's why I say you got the zingers, girl. I just love it. I love it. But um, going back to what you said about um, how firm you are in your faith and morals, values. So what is your faith story? Like, how did you come to know Jesus? It's a story for sure. Um, (laughs) Growing up in church, I have always known who Jesus is, believed in him from a very young age. However, I didn't accept him as my personal savior until May of 2024. Excuse me, May of 2004. Trying to jump (laughs) ahead here. Um, I was 13, and then I was baptized the following June of 2004. I served him diligently until I went to college. That was around 18 or 19. I chose to no longer put him first in my life, and I never forgot what he did for me and all that he had blessed me with. I just wanted to do me and my own thing, and he wasn't the most important role in my life. College rebellion, it happens. It does. It hits everybody. Mm-hmm. Parents, just hang on. You'll get through it. Um, during that phase... I started missing church, doing the things most college students do, the rebellion, experimenting with things you probably shouldn't experiment with. Um, but I never really, in the back of my mind, it was always Jesus is there, he's watching, he knows, but I just really didn't want to put forth that effort anymore. Um, went on about my business, uh, finally got tired of being unhappy, and I rededicated my life to him shortly after my 21st birthday. I haven't looked back since. Oh, good. Um, I grew up Pentecostal or holiness to some. um, And up until about three years ago, it's all I've ever known. Um, I learned early on the importance of a prayer life. So during one of my my prayers, um, I asked the Lord to give me a ministry in which I could serve and be a light for him. I had a (laughs) desire to do more for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had that desire to do more for his kingdom, but I really didn't know what it looked like for my life. Okay, and you you know that I stood at my kitchen sink <laughs> and prayed. Yeah. 
And here I, we are. I'm learning, Ginger. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I prayed that same thing. Like, what does it look mm-hmm. like to really serve you? Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. I've learned a lot along mm-hmm. the way. Um, I had a friend who attended the Rivers Church. She began to, to tell me about all the good things that were happening. Um, I, she invited me to one of their special services, Church on the River. And I decided... See what we did there. Yeah. I decided I would go and visit and just see what all the hype was about. Um, The Sunday service I I had planned to attend, it rained. And unfortunately, fortunately for me, though, um, it forced the service back into the movie theater. That was your first one? That one that was inside? Oh, yes. that was amazing. Like, we pulled yeah, chairs in. Crazy. Yeah, that, that that was nuts. Like, oh. I can still... It gives me goosebumps now, thinking about that service. Like, well, we had chairs and Miss And Miss Patsy said later, she said, I haven't seen people pull chairs in for anything since I was a little girl in South Alabama. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, she's she 80, And she's 86. Yes, so. yes. Um, it, I just remember that service being an eye-opener for me. Um, the, sing- uh, the singing was on point, and it was so anointed. I was amazed at how the spirit was so real, especially without any instruments being used. And holiness and Pentecostal is all about the music. Like, they use music to get people going, they, that worship. Like, they love music. So for me to come from that and sit in a movie theater and just feel his presence, it was, it was astonishing. Like, I went home thinking, wow, like, wow, okay. And so that just kind of built on my, what's the word for it? Foundation. My, my foundation um, made me realize that there's more to it than just a religion, just a denomination. It's, it's more to Jesus than that. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my favorite quote here lately, it's by Richard Rohr, and it's, Religion is the easiest place to hide from God. Yeah. And, I, you know, I wrote it in my journal that I keep for my my blog and everything. And, um, it, but it's true. You know, you can get caught up in that in, in whatever you've always done and thinking that's the only way that it can be done. And so... Yeah. Ginger's got the quotes. Ginger always has the good quotes. That was a good one, Ginger. Oh, thanks. That was a good one. Thanks. Uh, The biggest thing I remember from the service, other than just the anointing, was that everyone was so welcoming, and they loved me. Like, it was so foreign in a way that people who knew nothing about me saw me come into a single service and just loved me. And it made me realize that I was missing something. Like, there was more to just salvation and more to my walk than just what I've always seen. So it kind of pushed me to do better and made me want to be a better Christian and a better servant for the Lord. I, uh, You know, it's easy to be a Christian, but when you really start putting your life and, and putting those things into your life that push you to actually take action on that Christian. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to be a Christian, but to be an active Christian is completely different. Um, so just one service is all it took for me. Oh, that um, makes me happy. Also something else that 
that happened from that first service is you sent me a card. Oh, the very next week, you sent me a Aww. card just telling me that it was good to be in service with me and that y'all'd like to see me more. And that sparked something with me. I'd never had that happen. And I've never done that for someone else. So it just all these little things started adding up and made me realize, okay, like <laughs> maybe maybe there's more to this than what I've just seen and been taught. Um uh I started attending more services, and then eventually I ventured out to the Tuesdays night with the kids' ministry. Yeah. Glad you came for a few mm-hmm. Sunday mornings before, before, you, before you showed up on a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Baby so, steps, people. Well, and Tuesdays, some Tuesdays are a well-oiled machine. And it's you yeah. just are like, look at God working in this little ministry house. And some Tuesdays, those kids leave. God, where, where's the work right now? Yeah, we need the work right yeah. now. Lord, where are you? Where are you? I need you to sustain <laughs> me right need you now. To feel your presence. <laughs> I need all these kids to feel your presence before they feel my presence. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, after I started attending the the first Tuesday night, um, to see all the like kids. They just kind of won my heart, and I was sold on what you guys do, just simply love one another. And I heard the Lord speak to me and remind me of the prayer that I prayed for a ministry and a work for him, and he told me this is where I need you, and it's where I've been ever since. Oh, I love that. Now, see, I've known bits and pieces of that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that it was the first worship service that you came to was when we were supposed to be outside. Yeah, that's, that was, whew, that oh was the goodness. one. I mean, because I remember us being, like, freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, it's raining, like, and then everyone started kind of piling in, and I was like, oh, the acoustics are going to be popping. Like, and, and it was, <laughs> and it was pre-COVID days. And it was pre-COVID, so I think yeah. The, I think the theater holds, like, 147 people yeah, or something, yeah. and... Not every single chair was full, but, you yeah. know, people don't want to sit right on top of each other. That's what we ended up bringing probably 10, yeah. 15 chairs yeah. in. And yeah. I just know we rent the theater from 9 to 12, and we went until, like, 1230. Mm-hmm. And so Mike was like, we got to find somebody and give them some money. Yeah. <laughs> we got to, because, you know, we try to be very diligent about paying yeah. our rent, yeah. you know, and all of that. And so we were like, we used extra time. We want to cover that. We were like, oh, we're way over. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but that, but that's neat that that was your first experience. And then, you know, just how God, it's just a reminder of how he answers our prayers. And we just need to be in tune with him. And, you know, I say we don't need to get so focused on the urgent that we lose sight of what is important. And, you know, the important thing is to be able to um, discern when he's answering our prayers and yes. telling us what he wants us to do. So now, so you've, you've shared with us how you came to know the Lord and kind of what brought you to our little church that meets in the movie theater. But, you know... It says, Scripture tells us, in this life you will have trouble, but I've overcome the world. So you know there are times when it's just, it's going to be tough to walk that walk. And um, so can you tell us a time that your faith has sustained you? Uh, Yes, it is actually here recent. Um, When I made the full transition to become 
a full-time member of the Rivers Church. Um, when I tell you a lot of people didn't like that. I'm familiar. Very <laughs> I mean, familiar a with lot that. of people. <laughs> just about everyone that I, I know, I love, family, friends, they all told me one of two things. I was either crazy or I was out of the will of the Lord. Um, Again, I'm familiar. <laughs> Very. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. Um, I even had one person tell me that um, this would be something I would get myself caught up in that I wouldn't be able to get out of. And uh, my response to them was, how could doing a work for the Lord and being in his will or where I think he needs me to be, be something I would want to get out of? Like, why would someone of faith tell you that you're going to get yourself mixed up in something that you don't, you can't get out of? But why, why if you're doing Jesus' work, why would you want to get out of that? Yeah. So with that, I felt very alone. I felt very isolated because family didn't like what I was doing. I was simply trying to follow the will of the Lord. I, I was reading and I was studying more. I was, I was trying to enrich all that I could from the Bible. And it was like all these things just started lining up, like things that I've been taught, the fundamentals, the basics. Some of it just didn't add up to what the word of the God, like the word of the Lord actually says. And so I just began to pray, Lord, you know, what, what is it you want for me? What is it you want me to do? And I felt like this is where he put me. I felt like yeah. this is where I was supposed to be. He answered my prayer and said, this is where I need you. So I took that step and earlier this year made myself a full-time member. And people didn't like that. So the isolation, feeling alone, the only thing I really had was God. Yeah. I had that faith in him that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is what I was supposed to do, where I was supposed to be. So, And you had... You had us. I mean, mm -hmm. you have friends, but I'm the very... The ones that you think that are always going to be f there for you, the ones that you never question until you do something that is out of the norm or outside of all they've ever known, all they've ever seen. It, it's, I don't know if it's shocking to people because, like, people still question me, like, why do you do this? And I'm like, well, why don't you come and see? Yeah. Like, why don't you put forth the effort until... Until you experienced what I experienced whenever I first come to the Rivers Church, which was love like none other I've ever Aww. felt. Like, just the amount of hugs I got. That is not something I am accustomed to. <laughs> I am now because I come to the Rivers Church. But just the amount of love for people that <laughs> I, I didn't know. And they just accepted me as family and just brought me into their fold, even though they knew nothing about me. They didn't care what I looked like. They didn't, didn't care how I dressed. They just loved me for being me, and because they had, they recognized that I loved the Lord, they in return loved me the same way. Uh, and so that means a lot. That means yeah. a lot. Well, you know, and that isolation. You know how you have memories on, that come up on Facebook, and a memory came up, and and when a memory comes up, it you can click see more memories. And so I do that because now that my girls are older. And I've been on Facebook 10 or 12 years, so I get to see all these sweet little photos. And a picture, it was a scripture I'd posted. And um, I had tagged, it was some ministry I was leading, and it would have been a really good day. And I, I posted the scripture, and it was just like a thank you. And I tagged like 18 people. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder who I tagged on that. And I clicked on the 18 people that I tagged. And out of that 18 other than my husband, one other person on that list still talks to me. 
talks to me and in a very similar situation to you in that, you know, I'd been there 20 years, 20, mm-hmm. 20 years when we left, I think. And I thought, you know, and I, when you were telling your story, I pulled up a scripture and it's what made me think <clears throat> of your walk and where, you know, I'm trying to walk and Whitney's trying to walk. It's John 12, 26. It said, if any man serve me, let him follow me and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serves me, um, he will, let's see, him will my father honor. Sorry, my contacts are blurry. Let me read that again because I kind of butchered it. If any man serve me, let him follow me and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serves me, him will my father honor. And so, you know, for us, and I understand the isolation that you felt, um, we really started digging into scripture and we're like, okay, when Jesus walked, where did he walk? Right. Well, he didn't. He didn't walk with a whole bunch of people that looked just like him. Right. He didn't walk, um, you know, the easy streets. He Mm-mm. never walked an easy street. The closest he walked to an easy street would be when he walked into a Pharisee's house to go. Listen, y'all are a mess. Now do better. Uh-huh. And then he'd go back out, and you know, and where was he? Well, he was with the. The sick and the broken and the addicted and, you know. He was with the prostitutes, the tax collectors. <laughs> I mean, you, misfits, you know, like that. that's where Jesus walked. And it's like, how do you try to walk like Jesus when you you want everyone around you to be perfect, but you're not following the perfect one? Like, well, that, that, that's not how life works in general. Like, nobody's well, and, perfect. And everybody's walk better look like yours. Right. And, right. and your walk, right. his walk, your walk's not going to look like somebody else's because we say this over and over again at our church. Our diversity, our diversity of gifts, our diversity of life experiences, our diversity of faith walks, what brought us to the Lord, those are all strengths. If you are homogenous, then you are homogenous. I mean, you're you're all alike, you know. And so the the world is just a messy, broken place. And you know, I think it's um, the more I hear people's stories, that everybody has their stuff. And if you've got to have that safe place that people can bring their stuff, because I will tell you, and I know you all both will agree that there's a whole bunch of this stuff. I can't fix it. Brittany can't fix it. Whitney can't fix it, but Jesus is the only fixer of the issue. So, yeah, I take being a Christian and being blood-bought by Jesus very seriously. Like, it is not something that you mess around with. It's not something that you play with. If you're his child, you're his child. I mean, don't don't fool around with it because it is such a special gift. There could come a time when you don't get that opportunity again. And you were talking about you know, everybody's walk. And in Philippians 2.12, it states to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that is what I am trying to do. That is my whole, like, this is, I am trying to work out my own salvation. I can't get anyone else into heaven but myself. I can't take anybody else as much as I want to. Only me, myself, and I, and the good Lord are going to get me into heaven. So, everyone's walk and journey is different. It's special and it's unique in its own way. But the main goal for everyone is to make it to heaven. So whatever your walk of salvation looks like, 
it may be different than mine. We may be on the same road for a little bit, and then both of us have to go different ways. But it's your walk and my walk. They ultimately they revolve around the Lord and what his will is for your life, what he has designed for you. Um, I'm reminded of like a Sunday school lesson I learned at a very young age, and it was um, the teacher, she um, made two lines. One was straight and narrow, and the other one was curvy, and it had like loops and all this. And she said, this, so the straight line is the God's design plan for us to get to heaven is from point A to point B, no stops along the way. But we as humans, we mess it up. And we, <laughs> we make put detours. All the loops in it. <laughs> and we put all the loops in it. We make all these detours that were unnecessary. And if we would have just listened to him the first time, we would have got from point A to point B a whole lot faster. But because we chose to insert our own flesh and our own thoughts and our own designs, it that's, messed that's us up. That's a good lesson. And I it, should teach our kids that. Yeah. I mean, it stuck with me because now as I find myself getting older, it's easier to just listen to the Lord. When you're young, you have all these goals, these ambitions, all these things you want to do. But if you seek the Lord first, he'll give you what it is that he wants for your life. I know it may not be what you want, but if you'll just follow and trust with him, he'll bless you and give you such an abundance of so many things, just grace, mercy, friends. If I'd have never took the first step to come to the Rivers Church, I wouldn't have all of the friends that I have now, I wouldn't see the difference in what I have known versus what I know now and what lines up with the Bible. So sometimes you just got to listen to that still small voice and, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, he will lead and guide you. I know there are times when I'm in a situation and he quickens my spirit and I take notice. I mean, I stop like, okay, Lord, what is it about this situation you either want me to learn from or is it you want me to know? Am I supposed to say something here? I mean, it is important to be able to discern that spirit. Sure. And that is something I think that comes with time. But if you will start at a young age and dedicate that prayer life, you'll learn the spirit of the Lord and how, how quickly it can come to you and comfort you. Like you'll learn when it is you need to stop and take notice. And, and you know, I think the more you do it, yeah. The more in tune you are yeah. with his, it sharpens. With his, yeah. It sharpens. Yeah. You know? I agree. It I agree. Does. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, you gave us a little bit of um I mean you you've been talking about um how uh firm uh Christ is in your life and how you seek him and continually seek him. Um but but you know, we are not so privileged today to see Christ walk this earth, right? Um, so sometimes we do have to look to earthly people as influencers, like in our lives. So I have people who have influenced me in my faith walk. Um, I think we all, you know, could could name some people, but we want to hear your people. Who are, who is the person or people who have influenced you in your faith walk? I would say it would be both of my grandmothers, my dad's mother as well as my mom's. Mother, they're both, unfortunately, uh, gone on to be with the Lord, and I'm slightly jealous of them, but I look forward to seeing them again one day. They they paved the path. They taught me what it looked like to be a good, godly woman, someone who sought after, who prayed. I remember going into my Nana's house, which is my mom's mom, many a times, 
and would hear her in the back room just praying and asking the Lord to help her. I love it. And just growing up hearing that, and she she taught us how to pray. And my dad's she Mom. could tell you to pray mm-hmm. all day long, but when you saw her pray, mm-hmm. you know that just actions speak louder than words. Yeah, it's in a every better situation. Better sermon. So yeah, she she was one of those. She she would speak. She's kind of who I get some of my speak your mind to. She wasn't afraid to tell you where the rubber met the road, but she'd also give you guidance on how to get back on the right track. Um, sometimes you, it was wanted, sometimes it was track, not. Nana, Nana could help you get back. Yeah, Nana, Nana was a strong person. Uh, and then my dad's mother, uh, I called her Granny BB. She's kind of who I take my Aunt B after. Oh, I love her. Um, she, she was like no another. She was sweet. She had a ministry with cards. She would send out birthday cards. I, she would send out cards to new converts. That was her ministry. She bought and sent thousands and Now, thousands. isn't it ironic that one of the things that meant a lot to you when you mm-hmm. visited the Rivers Church is that we sent you a card? Yes. Yeah. You sent me a card. <laughs> reminded me, Granny. Um, she, she would write messages, verses, encouragement, sometimes just thinking of you. Um, she... Got saved when she was, I believe, 13 on Easter Sunday. Aww. Didn't know anything about Jesus up until that point. And she was a big influence in my life. She she had a prayer life. I, would, um, I remember being young and sitting down. Being at her house, we played pickup sticks. Oh, and I love pickup sticks. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would sit down there, and she'd, we'd play pickup sticks, and she'd begin to tell us stories from the Bible both my brother and I, and just began to like minister our hearts to make sure we understood what it meant to be saved and what it meant to to have a relationship with Christ. And she'd ask us questions and, you know, just made sure she put an effort into yeah. making sure we had a dedicated walk. She would, I mean, she could quote scripture like none other. I mean, I, I know of one time she sat down in a whole day and read the Bible front to back just because she felt impressed by the Lord to do that. She had wow. she, her things. She loved knickknacks, pretty stuff, and she often would send like in her cards, like a scripture and like make it real pretty, almost like scrapbooking and crafting yeah. in a way. And that was just something unique about her. But those are the things that I remember, and like have sustained me through my journey. Just knowing that they laid a good foundation for my parents, and my parents in return moved that foundation for me. Like, they they continued to build on it. So not only do I have pre-existing foundation, but the foundation I built myself and hopefully one day will pass on to children is is always going to be there. It started so long ago and hopefully will continue on with the blessings of the Lord. Oh, I love that, Brittany. Thanks. Thanks. I love that. That was a good person. People of influence. Yes. Well, now... You've made it very clear through the first five questions that you are a woman that loves God's Word. So give us your favorite, what's your favorite scripture? I'm excited about this. Sometimes people call it a life verse. Like I have my top five, but we just want your top. And I know it's hard to pick, and I know at different seasons of your life, Mm -hmm. what's number one right now may not always be number one. But for you right now, what would you say is your life verse? All of Psalms 23. Oh. <laughs> but if I had to pick a specific verse, verse 4, um, it, 
doesn't matter what season of life I am in, where I'm at, I can always go to verse 4, and it speaks to me. Um, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, a.k.a. life, like, I mean, just any part of life, I will fear, fear no evil, a.k.a. Satan, or anything that he's going to throw at me, any kind of trap he's going to put in my way. I don't have to fear that, um, for thou art with me. And that would be his Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, depending on how you interpret that. And then it states, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And I believe that's his holy word and the people that he puts in your life that are fellow believers. Yay. That was good, Brittany. Deacon Boring, yes. I love it. Yes. I love yes. it. Absolutely. I love how you broke that down, like, you know, part by part of of the verse. And um, Psalms 23 was actually my grandmother's favorite. She... Every Sunday before church, yes, she would sit there and start quoting it. And I was like, every Sunday, I'm like, bruh, you, you going to take off a Sunday or something? But, like, that was her thing. And and it got weird. Uh, you know, both of my grandmothers are deceased as well. And it got weird, like, the first time she physically couldn't go to church. And we used to pick her up before church every single Sunday. And the first time we couldn't pick her up, I was like, Oh, I got to read Psalms twenty three. Like I should oh, know it. I, I should know it by heart now because she sweet. used to always quote it every every single Sunday. She was reading it. She was quoting it, and I mean, just knew it like that. So I love that. That just gave well, me goosebumps. and you know, what's interesting is when uh, with the anniversary of nine eleven, mm-hmm. everybody's been putting things on social media, and and you know, it's interesting. Mike and I force ourselves every year to watch something, um, some documentary or mm-hmm. something. Because we don't ever want to forget yeah. this, just you know. Of course, the loss of life. You you yeah. want to honor those people, but the courage yes. is is, yes. and you know there was a great loss and tragedy, but there was so much good about humans mm-hmm. that shone through that day, mm-hmm. and a lot of people shared the story of Todd Beeman. He yes. was on the last plane the one that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania that mm-hmm. they said was headed to the Capitol, yeah. probably, or the White House. Or, and people have now released his transcript. Yeah, and he prayed um, the Lord's Prayer. He did the Lord's Prayer and yes. the 23rd and Psalm. And the 23rd Psalm. Right yes. before they, you yes. know, 20 minutes later, that plane was on the ground. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. And, you know, it, it's a good way to kind of, like, lead into our fun question because basically what that shows is, you know, our season is seven questions mm-hmm. and everyone has things in common. And, yep. you know, we have things in common because we're all made by the same creator. Exactly. And so isn't it yep. interesting that Psalm 23 is one of those mm-hmm. psalms that just sticks in everyone's heart. Yes, yes. And And I love the verse that you chose in particular because it just, it really kind of breaks down what it means to be a child of God. Yes, yes, so, it really does. I love it. I love it. So now we get great. to the, the funnest question. I think the easiest is probably name and age. But yeah, And you did great on that. You did awesome. So, you you, you get an A plus, plus, plus on that. Um, and then the last question is, what is your favorite food and or drink? You can have both. Because it's bourbon and beignets. Because it's bourbon and beignets. We need the, your favorite food and your favorite beverage. And it can be an adult beverage. But. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Because sweet tea with fresh mint in it is really good. <laughs> well, it's not an adult beverage. I choose not to partake. But that's personal choice. My yeah. <laughs> um, all-time favorite food is a good steak cooked either medium or medium rare depending on the what cut. type yes. of steak we're cutting um and my favorite drink is old-fashioned grape soda 
Oh, that's good. Grape that's soda good. Grape soda is good, man. It's like, oh, oh yeah, some good or orange soda. I used to like grape knee high. Oh. That was what I used to love. Yeah. I, see, I don't drink soda a lot. Um, I know, but it's it's that one thing, like, you're like, I feel like I need a little little tinge in the back of my throat, you know? Um, so a good steak. Good. A good steak and some grape and soda. Grape so- but not necessarily together. No. In, uh, yeah, no, not at no, the same time. No. 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 Yeah. Oh, that is great. That yeah, is great. So, I love it. Well, I'll, you need to come over. I might green egg you a steak. You know, best gift I ever bought myself was when I got him a green egg. You got egg. Mike the green egg, yeah. Oh, it's been a game changer. Yeah. Game changer oh, for yeah. our marriage. Oh, um, yeah. So I'll have him green egg you a steak. Um, but mm-hmm. we are we're super glad that yes. you joined us today for seven questions. And I think you couldn't tell that you've never done a podcast. You exactly. Really, you, you, got, you got in the groove pretty quick there. And yeah, so girl. we just appreciate you taking some time out to spend it with us. Um, we can't even do a teaser of who's going to answer the next seven questions because we haven't decided yet. We don't know. So it'll be a surprise to all of us. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it sure will be. But, um, you know, we love when you listen, but we also love when you share. And yeah. we also love when you give us stars and reviews. Because Hit the five stars. It's not a sliding skill. Don't start at one. Yeah. My mother learned that the hard way. Yeah. We were like, who gave us that two-star, Sharon? <laughs> well, then she was able to go back and correct it. Thank goodness. I know, I know. She was like, I thought it was a slide. And I was like, no, girl, hit the five stars first. So you always go highest to lowest. And she was like, I thought it was a slide. So we love funny. when you listen and share and give us reviews because of, uh, everybody's getting a wild hair. Maybe it's because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting a wild hair to have a podcast. And yeah. uh, reviews and shares help us pop up yes, for people yes. to listen to. So definitely. Thanks Thank, for listening. Thanks for listening, CBG Acapella. If you love the intro and outro music. All right. See you next week. Bye. Fill me up. Please make me